0: so in islam we believe that god is beautiful and god loves beauty and that has always um, put a smile on my face because i love beautiful things too and i think a lot of what art is is finding that beauty in the everyday
1: process piece conversations about the work behind the work with diverse artists from all over the globe my name is ruby josephine smith and not only am i the creator and host of this podcast i am a choreographer and contemporary dance artist based in tangier morocco this is a podcast in process about process I am not only fascinated by the creative process itself, but how to have better and more meaningful conversations about it. Join me in digging deep into what it is that drives a person to make art. Hello, so just a quick heads up that this is the final conversation before I take a brief break for the summer. I've learned so much about the commonalities between artistic processes through these conversations. And one of them is that breaks are a needed and necessary part of the process. So it's time to take one for this podcast. I'll be honest in that because so much of life is up in the air right now with this pandemic and everything, it's a little bit hard to give you a specific date when I'll be back. Unknowing has kind of become the new normal for everyone. But it really it shouldn't be longer than two months, so new conversations should be coming your way this August at the very latest. In the meantime, feel free to peruse the archives, listen back on conversations that you missed, or maybe want to re-inspire you. I'm still around social media, of course, on Instagram, at ProcessPeace or at Ruby Josephine Smith for my dance work. Plus, my newsletter is ongoing every Sunday, writing to you with thoughts and reflections on creativity, art, and life, and creating discussions around them. If you're not already, subscribe at rubyjosephine.com slash subscribe. Let's get on to today's guest artist. She's a pretty special one. Ida Aslan and I met four or five years ago when I was working part-time as a bar and yoga teacher at a gym here in Morocco. She was a regular at my classes and always asked me for the playlists, and one thing led to another, and suddenly she became one of my best friends here in Tangier. We obsess over our mutual love of books, sushi, and very dramatic TV series. But above all of that, what really connected us was how each one of us is intuitively and thoughtfully pursuing our creative passions – dance, of course, in my case, and in hers, writing. I was so inspired by the way she has built her business and reflective online presence with so much dedication and commitment to her work and her values. She's someone I often turn to for advice in navigating creative work online. And this conversation that I'm sharing today is full of so much of her soft and joyful wisdom. Here's a little bit more about Ida and her work. Ida Aslan is a writer, creative, and a proud believer, fiercely committed to serving and championing women from all over the world, and doing so mainly through the work on her website, idaaslan.com. Every Tuesday, without fail, she sends out a personally handcrafted love letter to over 60,000 sisters from diverse countries and backgrounds. These letters tell stories, share insights, and are her regular creative writing practice. Over the years, she has also found joy in making short videos on YouTube about similar subjects of faith, empowerment, entrepreneurship, and living a creative and full life. Because she is a writer who also loves to talk, she also started a podcast titled The Ida Aslan Show, which is a series of frank conversations between her and weekly special guests, Ida is a self-proclaimed Singaporean through and through, but also considers Seoul, Tangier, and London to be her homes. She also wrote to me this in an email as part of her bio, which I just enjoyed and wanted to share. She says, I love to clean obsessively, but I'm miserable in the kitchen. I love potatoes and sushi. I don't know how all of these will be useful. Ida is all useful because it's all part of who you are. In this conversation, we cover a lot of ground. We talk about how Ida started writing, how it has changed over time, and her very specific routine that gets her into her writing mode. We talk about how human connection is the most important thing in art and in life, made especially clear during this pandemic we are currently living in, the idea of humanity before religiosity, and how practicing Islam relates to practicing art. Because we held this conversation during Ramadan, and it is coming out during the final days of the sacred month, we also talk about Ramadan itself and how it can reset our personal intentions and open up more spaces for creative work. There is such a wonderful balance of tangible advice and intangible wisdom in her words, and I hope you find as much delight in this episode as I did. Here is my conversation with Ida Aslan. Well, Ida, welcome to Process Peace. I am so happy to be talking with you finally. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Ruby, for inviting me. Of I'm course, so it's a little
1: bit it's a little bit bittersweet because I had hoped to be doing this in person yeah. with both of us here in Morocco. But yeah. this is better than nothing, so I'm exactly. happy to be talking to you wherever we are in the world.
0: Exactly, and we I think we have to try to get used to this. Like this will become the new normal. So, I think so. yeah, I'm just happy and yeah. grateful that I can see your face, I can hear your exactly. voice
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing exactly. exactly um well, I think I you know what I'm going to ask you first because I believe you listen to the podcast yes. occasionally. What, is, what um, is
0: your first memory of creating I,
1: exactly. I don't <laughs> even have to ask you
0: <laughs> Oh
1: no, have I'm, you thought about it
0: at all? No, no, I'm so unprepared <laughs> for this um. <laughs> episode okay let me think
1: that's good i like it to be spontaneous
0: okay um so my first memory of creating an art i don't even know if this is an art but i think it is in my world um i believe storytelling is a form of art um and Mm -hmm. for the first two years of my life i was practically mute um according to my parents they were very (laughs) worried um like i was slow to say anything And they wanted to send me to a specialist. Like, why wasn't I speaking? Um, Yeah. So, they thought something was wrong. But, like, the moment I hit two... I just started mm-hmm. talking to myself a whole lot. Like, you know, like, um, <laughs> standing in front of the mirror and just creating scenarios. And, like, and I would be, obviously, the main character <laughs> in every single narrative. Of um, course. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I believe that was my first ever memory. And I think it was, the scenario was me being on an adventure.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was rescuing animals. I think
1: oh, I love that that's so <laughs> wholesome <laughs> yeah, yeah, but i really I really could understand that and feel that, and that's absolutely something creative because I think as kids, we're always telling ourselves stories and we have these little worlds inside of yeah. our own heads, and yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, so I guess that's that's my first um, memory, yeah. yeah, I
1: find that also absolutely fascinating because. Um, you know you're now a writer and you tell stories and you also speak a lot for a living and it's really interesting because my parents also told me that I actually didn't walk for a really long time I oh, was really wow. really late to walk I would just kind of sit and I, I wouldn't even crawl I just I didn't want to move at all for a very long time and then suddenly I didn't even go through the crawling phase. I just suddenly stood up and started walking one day. Wow. And that's such an interesting thing because I'm now a dancer. And now my whole world is movement. So that's such, I mean, I don't even know where to go with that psychologically, but it's just a really fascinating thing. I think, you know, I'm a
0: huge believer in like, it doesn't matter how late you bloom as long Mm -hmm. as you bloom. So I think exactly that's the testament here. Like it doesn't matter how long you need to take to get going, but eventually Mm -hmm. you'll get there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and sometimes the longer you take actually the better it can be because you've really prepared yourself So maybe our (laughs) two-year-old selves were just preparing for the big moment Yeah, I would like to think so Yeah, I love that Um, So you do so many creative things with your business and your work But it does seem like writing is kind of at the forefront of all of that And that's what you've expressed to me before So I'm curious about, have you kind of been a lifelong writer? Were you doing that when you were younger?
0: Mm. I don't know if writing in your diary or journal count, but um, I think it does. yeah,. yeah. Um, I yeah. would write in journals a lot when I was younger, and I think at that particular point of time you you aren't really sure what's your um method or output, if you call it, but I guess writing has always been that safe space I go back to and mm-hmm. something that i find is um extremely personal because um obviously back then when i write no one would read it right right but yeah. i would still consider that as writing i don't know if i don't know about you but like it does writing does not necessarily need an audience yeah it could absolutely. be just be for me yeah yeah Mm-hmm. i guess yeah as a as a form of self-expression so yeah writing mm-hmm. journals would be would be one of the first few memories of me getting into the whole momentum of writing yeah i think writing and reading really comes together like these two is something that i remember fondly and it dates back to when i was very young like books and notebooks like that would be my my thing yeah
1: and I it's interesting because I feel like I've had this conversation with a lot of people whether art is considered art unless it's seen by the public eye Uh. yeah like if it's just done personally yeah and personally I I think it absolutely is because it's still your personal expression it's your way of working through your life and expressing how you feel about the world. So I think, especially when you're younger, I think that's such an important thing.
0: Yeah, it's so it's crazy you brought that up because I feel like at this point of time that we live in, um, especially with social media and everything, um, a lot of artists um, find, quote-unquote, validation if they have or when they have an audience. But Mm -hmm. when we were younger and when we practice those form of art that we, um, you know, that we enjoy... We don't need that audience to continue doing the art, so, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: we do it just for the joy of it or the expression of exactly, it, exactly, yeah, so how did your writing process develop from that personal writing then into going more public with it?
0: I was in denial for a very long time. I keep telling myself <laughs> that um nobody reads what I write, um mm. and so in in that sense, it bought me time to just express whatever that is in my heart and in my mind. Mm. And it gave me this sort of freedom um, to say whatever I want to say. And I think I still write like that, but only to an extent. Because once you've built a community or you are aware that you have all these people reading you, um, Mm -hmm. you start to, I would not say filter yourself, but you start to become a lot more responsible Um, you wouldn't be so too careless about my words because I know there will be repercussions and I know that um, people will take whatever they want to take from it. And as Mm -hmm. a writer, I think it's... I guess it's... I I would like to be a more responsible writer now that Mm. I know that I have people reading what I write. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And so you started with blogging and then moved into kind of more newsletter writing. Mm. Was that the technical kind of process?
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't even remember. I think it was LiveJournal. Have you did you have you heard of? I've that? heard
1: of it, but I never did that. But yeah. yeah, I remember the phase of that. Yeah,
0: I think before like .dot com, but well, I was a broke student yeah. anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't buy a domain or like have my own <laughs> website. But LiveJournal was a thing. Um, and I just I just wrote like I don't even know what I wrote about I I don't even want to read it right now because I would <laughs> probably cringe, um, and then it went to Tumblr for a while, mm-hmm. and yeah then, I remember that yeah but Tumblr was a lot more like um, a lot of reposting
1: yeah um, so yeah not it was a lot lo- more visual correct mm-hmm. so
0: not a lot of like writing per se but I really I guess started getting into the groove of things with the newsletter yeah yeah
1: yeah and it's just grown immensely from there it's Mm -hmm. amazing to watch yeah um in your Tuesday love letters you really write about a lot of very personal stories and very personal things about faith in your life and everything so how do you kind of choose what you share and what you keep to yourself
0: um that's a very great question I honestly don't have a formula or kind of like a checklist of what goes into the things i want to share on the newsletter and things i would like to keep to myself i think Mm. every week it changes it depends on the the current situation it depends on the mood that i'm in um yeah i i i don't really give myself um i don't know how to say it like
1: like a blueprint or something yeah
0: i don't i'm I, Mm i i realize that now at 33 (laughs) i'm <laughs> I'm a bit too spontaneous for my liking like i would like to be <laughs> a lot more <laughs> grounded and like not grounded <laughs> i would like to have a bit more like okay this is what i will do if this this this, this happens but mm. i guess i've lived my life my entire life just going for things and figuring it out as it comes so it really? is is the same with writing, I think. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it sounds very intuitive, kind and of correct. the way that you choose what to write. Yeah, but it's also interesting because I feel like from the outside, you really look like someone who's this master of consistency and planning and scheduling. and I mean, because you juggle so many tasks, um, and I know it's always a different story going on underneath. Mm. but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know how do you find that balance?
0: Now that you pointed it out, I realized. I have no idea you know there's this particular like you know how BuzzFeed have these like quizzes and like they will ask you these questions whether you're more right brain or left brain
1: yes and every yeah.
0: other day I would do it <laughs> it will always change really? yeah so I don't know I don't know if I'm I'm a, a more because I I do think I am pretty consistent because I write that newsletter yeah. ev- every week for like the past five years Um, yeah. but at the same time I allow myself space to just write whatever I want so I guess it's like Mm. finding that balance of being disciplined but yet spontaneous it's such an oxymoron it's
1: like no I think it's like setting up a structure for yourself to be spontaneous and play within yeah I think that's what so much of creation and especially when it's part of your business what that needs to be
0: yeah that's true I'm not I don't believe in the whole like I'll write only when I have the mood kind of thing yeah. Yeah. No. I get into the mood by forcing myself to sit down and write. Yeah. 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 I think Definitely. you are like that as well because you have a pretty yeah. structured like practice routine. Um. And I think well, <laughs> in
1: pandemic, no. In pandemic now, not as much. But <laughs> no, in general, yes. You do. You still do
0: though. Like I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. No, so right. I think that there needs to be some sort of like, um, structure to allow mm-hmm. that creativity and that spontaneity to thrive. If not, yeah, it'll just absolutely. be a mess for me, at yeah. least, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I've heard so many other writers talk about that as well, um, whether they're writing novels or newsletters or blogs, like, you need that consistency and you need to sit down and write, whether it's every day or every week. Mm. I think Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it in Big Magic and, you know, all of these really big authors say you can't just wait for inspiration to hit you, you have to just show up yeah. and push yourself to get there yeah. sometimes.
0: Yeah, I really, I'm a huge believer in that yeah
1: yeah what do you do when you're feeling stuck
0: i um okay so that's the thing um i usually <laughs> every single newsletter i write that's like a form of like this okay this is where structure comes in so i i use i use mailchimp right for my newsletter right so my process is going to mailchimp.com logging in <laughs> into my account um i will leave the title blank like i'll just put mm-hmm. like kiv or untitled and then i'll go to unsplash right um mm-hmm. and then i'll just look at images uh, for for as long as i need to if i see <laughs> an image that like strikes me i'll mm-hmm. upload it and then i will start with cuz every newsletter i write is assalamu ladies doesn't matter yeah. yeah so when and i when i get into that process of like going onto mailchimp finding a photo on unsplash and then typing assalamu alaikum ladies <laughs> Which basically means peace upon you sisters or yeah. something. Um, I don't know. It triggers my brain into thinking like, okay, get into your your writing mode. And I usually yeah. tell myself like the first draft I write is crap. So um, mm. I just let myself like do a word vomit for the first draft. I don't filter myself so much. And then I'll go edit again for the second draft and third draft and keep refining mm-hmm. it till eventually I get a point. And usually most of the time... I think a hundred percent of the time I'm usually quote unquote rewarded by just showing Mm -hmm. up and trying and I would usually have a newsletter out yeah
1: I'm sure it helps to have those really specific structured things in place like logging into the account finding an image it seems so simple but I'm sure that really just like it kickstarts your brain basically
0: yes yes it really does it really does yeah yeah yeah.
1: I'm trying to find that in my own dance practice. Mm. I think it can be tricky because there's so many different ways to warm up the body and get the body ready to dance. And I'm trying to find those things that I can do at the beginning of every studio session or while I'm home that just kind of kickstart my brain and body to start dancing. But it can be hard and I think it takes time to find what those simple small things are for yourself.
0: Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. if you find the answer, let me know cuz i feel like yeah I, i'm
1: starting to yeah
0: i feel like every artist has different ritual of starting yeah. a particular act of um creating their art some people need coffee some people need to hear mm-hmm. songs or oh, also i need to hear a song on repeat like when i mm. write that's what i play one song and one song only on repeat
1: really yeah. that's so interesting yeah i kind with of with lyrics or does it have to be instrumental
0: it's either instrumental 90% of it is instrumental.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or Korean songs, because I have no bloody idea what they're singing. <laughs> that works
1: too. <laughs> yeah. So, I love that. Mm. Um, I, I know very well what you do, knowing you so well. But I was wondering if you could kind of give a brief explanation of your business and how your newsletters <laughs> fit into your... It doesn't have to be brief. I know you do a lot. So. <laughs> um, but also how your writing fits into that.
0: Okay, so I I run a small community of ladies from all over the world. Um, and we pride ourselves in really striving to become the best version of ourselves. Um, and we do this through either through writing, like you said, or mm-hmm. through um, videos that we also produce, um, a podcast, which we also do. Um, yes. And occasionally we do tours. Um, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun. No, that's a whole Mm. lot of fun but because of the whole situation we can't really do that. Um, We also have an online membership platform um, called AA Plus and that's been my pride and joy because Mm -hmm. um, it's just having this small sisterhood to kind of like spur each other on um, Mm -hmm. to constantly... Challenge ourselves and push ourselves to always be the best version of ourselves. To be the best version of ourselves. And some days we we don't want to do that. Some days we're just like I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not doing this whole self betterment
1: right thingy.
0: <laughs> I just wanna like lay down and watch Netflix, and that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess the community is really there to tell you that it's okay. Take all the time that you need um mm-hmm. and whenever you're ready we are right here cheering you on you know yeah yeah so yeah.
1: it's really and you said small community i don't think what you've built is a small community at all anymore it's really incredible what what mm-hmm. i've seen you build over the past several years
0: yeah i don't know i'm still trying to wrap my head around it yeah. <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i think I'm every, sure. everything in my in my lens of perspective is small because I feel like I'm a small Asian girl from a small country <laughs> called Singapore. So everything is small.
1: I think that's kind of nice to keep that mindset though. Because not only does it keep you humble. But it keeps you really close to what you're doing all yeah. the
0: time. Yeah, I feel, I feel very lost when things get a bit big. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I do say that sometimes. Like I'll be like... So, some days I, I just want to like close the newsletter. And start a new... Mm-hmm newsletter from scratch <laughs> so that i'll like wow. start again from like zero yeah yeah some days i think about that like it'll be yeah to see who would really like follow you i guess
1: yeah yeah who's really connected to what you're sharing Correct.
0: yeah i think numbers don't say much about the quality of someone's art or the sincerity of someone's art um absolutely not yeah so i'm, I'm trying to like tell myself that every day doesn't matter how many people read your stuff as long as you are true to your own self yeah
1: how do you stay true to kind of what your values are in your business
0: this is a very personal question but but i guess my compass for me has always been my faith um Mm -hmm. it's something that has um really ground me and has kept me um remember my purpose i guess mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's really my faith and yeah i don't i don't know yeah. how to expand yeah. that but
1: yeah no i think that makes so much sense yeah it's what it's like the thread that moves throughout all of your work and i think that exactly. shows a lot thank you yeah. yeah yeah um what role do you think creativity plays in running your business
0: huge huge role see creativity is such like a it's such a big word um it is.
1: And it's become a bit of a buzzword, so it can be good yeah. to kind of define for a personal reason.
0: I think creativity exists in every corner of your life. Um mm-hmm. even the very fact that you are problem solving is an act of creativity, you know? Um you can't yeah. yeah with all these new challenges that you face every day when trying to run a business um you got to be creative in trying to stay relevant in trying to stay authentic um mm-hmm. so it's not so much like the word creativity has like morphed so much over the years um mm-hmm. and it's it, it's really hard to define it but i mean just take the example of the current situation we're in the covid pandemic right yeah um i as a business, we had to, we had to really think um, how do we stay sensitive to the whole situation um, mm-hmm. because a lot of us were just trying to figure it out. How do we continue to run a business when the whole world is grieving and is just trying to sort things out? So um, mm-hmm. that's when we as a business had to like, really dig deep. Uh, And remind ourselves that we're not so much an establishment, but we're still a group of human beings. And I think a lot of what makes something creative is to reconnect back to the truth that we are all human beings. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: It does. And I think... That's what art is trying to do. That's what art is about that human connection. I've been talking about that a lot recently also with this pandemic with other artists. Yeah. Because everything's just coming back to that personal connection right now. Even because we're so far away and we're so isolated, we just are craving that connection. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the most important thing, and if art can achieve that, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah. I think now more than ever we need art to just make sense of this whole thing yeah usually like and i i think there's a lot of silver lining as to what's going on right now in this world um a lot of us have been using our time to just constantly be in this mode of chasing after i don't even know what um Mm -hmm. and this like whole pandemic is like forcing us to stay still and figure out what are the things that are most important to us and Mm -hmm. for some of us um, we've always kind of like um, put our creative process on the back burner like oh i don't have time to create i don't have time to think about what makes me happy i don't have time to do things that um, makes me feel joy but now when we have all this time we suddenly like I don't know about you, but my timeline is full of people baking and like full of <laughs> yeah. people like exercising, and I I I say that's great because um yeah. it reminds us that as human beings we need art to make sense of things, especially when yeah. things are tough. Yeah,
1: it yeah. feels good just to make things and yeah make things in connection with other people too. Yeah, I wanted to. I know this is getting a little bit more. Personal and maybe difficult to talk about. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that connection between practicing art and practicing faith. Okay. And I'm just wondering I don't know if I have a super concrete question outside of just what do you think the links are between those two?
0: Okay. So in Islam, we believe that God is beautiful and God loves beauty. And that has always um, put a smile on my face. Because I love beautiful things too. And I think a lot of um, what art is, is finding that beauty in the everyday. So mm-hmm. what I always try to do whenever I write is to find that, that beauty that I'm talking about. you know, mm-hmm. And that form of beauty can come in many ways. Um, and usually in places where we don't usually look for or look mm-hmm. at. Or try to find Um, and when I so when I write I try to um, share that beauty that I've discovered as I try to make sense of my life Mm -hmm. Um, and by sharing that beauty a lot more people um, I hope um, feel more encouraged to find it in their life so it becomes like a ripple effect and so when we just reply me and like say like oh thank you so much for sharing that bit or that story because now it made me think of my own like life mm-hmm. journey um so yeah it's it's really trying to find that beauty in my life which my faith has taught me to try to do every day um and mm-hmm. sharing that and um hopefully encouraging other people to find that in their lives as well
1: I think that's amazing and I think that's something I've always been so drawn to in Islam and I think is so beautiful about it is this pursuit of beauty but on this really non-superficial level because I think when people hear the word beauty it can sound quite surface level Mm. but but there's so much beauty even in sadness and there's so much beauty in really raw emotion and even what we're going through now, there's so much beauty in the connections that people are making across the world and I think you have to be able to hold it in parallel with the darker harder emotions and that's yeah. what makes something really beautiful and that's that's how i've always interpreted it in islam and i think that's what's so amazing about it
0: yeah i think you nail it right in the hit because in islam we believe that everything is created in pairs so men and women mm. um, happiness and sadness beauty mm-hmm. like light and dark and i think that makes a lot of sense because without the other side of things you can't really appreciate the other side you know so exactly um the fact that you pointed out that you know beauty is so much more than just surface level that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to um i guess share in my writings and thank you for like um (laughs) reminding me that yeah yeah.
1: i'm glad i could (laughs) (laughs) I also I, I'm reading a book I think I lent you at one point I'm rereading it mm-hmm. um, Becoming Wise by Krista Tippett
0: oh that's such a great book it,
1: it is and it's perfect to reread right now I think we all need a little bit more spiritual <laughs> wisdom. wisdom at this time Yeah. and there was this quote that I just read this morning and I wanted to share it with you because it reminded me a lot of what you do and then also what we were just talking about um, and the quote is faith is not a state of mind but an action a movement towards the world beautiful
0: it really is because um without putting what you believe into action it's just blind faith yeah yeah so whatever you believe it has to be executed in form of action and um yeah it reminds me that i need to do more and i should Mm -hmm. be doing more with my time in this world so thank you for reminding me that
1: of course how so how do you how do you see yourself kind of continuing on with
0: yeah putting it into action like that faith see Islam is such like a wholesome religion like it's not so much just the ritual of praying five times a day or fasting in Ramadan which we're doing now um, but it's it's really so much about like the character of your heart the state of your heart and how you interact with the people around you Mm-hmm. there is this thing that I believe in 100% and it's called hu- um, humanity before religiosity, which mm. means um, you need to be able to, um, as at a human to human level, you need to be a decent human being. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you pray five times a day in the mosque, if you memorize the Quran, if you are rude to the mm-hmm. shopkeeper, um, if you are impatient with your family. If you mm-hmm. are ungrateful with the blessings that you have. Um, so um, when when you mention about like you have to um, kind of like convey your faith in, in actions. It's really mm-hmm. about how you have your interactions with the people around you. Um, mm-hmm. And not just your family but really everyone. Like your neighbor. Do you know how much rights the neighbor has? um to a believer yeah. like if you consider yourself a believer you have to you have to make sure that your neighbors are are fed like you know make sure that they're not starving make sure that they're like um whatever help they need you have to like go help them like it's this basic thing but yeah yeah, yeah. but people but forget we forget about it so quickly yeah. mm-hmm. people forget people think like being religious you have to be wear a turban or something it's just Mm -hmm. all outward (laughs) manifestation a lot of spirituality has to come from the inside and that shows when you act and that shows through your actions and how you interact with the people around you
1: absolutely it's all about intention and integrity yeah and what i what i've always found so interesting is i always am making these parallels between like the art world and the spiritual world because for me personally they're so interconnected. interconnected yeah um and even when I am creating art or when I'm looking at art, the thing that I always look for is that intention and integrity. And, you know, some people make art from kind of a selfish place. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm like saying this as I'm figuring it out. It's okay. um, But, and you can feel that when, when people are making art, maybe just to make something or to show off something or just to make it for an audience. Yeah. Um, But when it's really made from this personal place of authenticity and who you really are like you can really feel that and I think that's so true in art and that's so true in faith and feeling a person who's also faithful, if that makes sense. It
0: it makes perfect sense because um, in Islam like we are taught that intentions is everything. Um, mm-hmm. Like you could donate yeah. like, yeah. yeah, you could donate a million pounds to a charity organization. But if your intention of donating was to show off, that good deed is nullified. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. count. Um, but you could be donating like $2 to someone else. But if your intention was really to do it with from the sincerity of your heart, that is, that weighs, that, that good deed weigh a lot more than that one million pound yeah. thingy. Um, yeah exactly. Yeah. so it's true like as artists we have to ask ourselves like why are we doing or why are we creating the things that we are creating and I, I mm-hmm. know you do this a lot um, just mm-hmm. renewing the intention and like asking yourself yeah. why 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 and I think that's something that um, we all have to do because sometimes when you are just doing it for the sake of doing it um, it gets lost yeah, yeah exactly it becomes a no, repetition think,
1: that's it no i think it's so important to keep questioning ourselves constantly mm. and keep questioning each other too and having conversations about it
0: yeah and just having like um friends to like keep you in check i think that's very important as well yes absolutely yeah.
1: well thank you for helping me do that because you definitely <laughs> do <laughs> You too, i'm so glad Um, I wanted to talk just a little bit about Ramadan because we are in the middle of it at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, And I'd wanted to do an episode that kind of honors it a little bit because Mm -hmm. I find it to be a really special time of that kind of resetting intentions and Mm -hmm. just turning inwards a little bit more while you're fasting. So I'm just curious about how you use that um, maybe in a more creative way in your life.
0: I love Ramadan. Um, (laughs) It's such a... I think you you said it perfectly. You you use it as an opportunity to reset your intentions. Um mm-hmm. but at the same time I have this like r- routine in Ramadan that's just it just it has just made me super productive. Um mm-hmm. I think because you just take away all that food and all that like distraction um yeah. and it's not just like for for me fasting is not just like depriving myself of food and water, but it's really mm-hmm. um Um, taking away things that has distracted me from being able to really tap into myself and um get in touch with what my heart needs at that current moment. Mm. So I told you this. I've not been watching any TV or Netflix, and that's been great. Yeah, Um, that's
1: very impressive. Like (laughs) while we're quarantined. (laughs) No, and I realized
0: that with. Like, then I have a lot more time to do the things that I need. Like, I, because I have so many books to read, I have so many things to learn. Um, and I really wanted to use Ramadan as like that springboard to Mm -hmm. kind of like get into a whole new routine. Um, and I think Ramadan helped me refocus as well. Um, it really Mm -hmm. reminded me why I do things, why I do the work that I do, and why I do the things that I do. So, um, yeah, it has definitely stirred my my lost heart if you may. Like Yeah. Yeah. Just it just to give me like a little bit more direction so that mm-hmm. when Ramadan ends, inshallah, like um I'm a lot more powered up. Yeah, to continue the work that I do. Yeah. It's it's a retreat for me, Ramadan.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love that. No, I mm. think that's so important to have and I've really appreciated that time as kind of this like resetting and but I I do think I could also go deeper into really eliminating the distractions mm. because I, I that is a big part of it is not just the not eating and not drinking, but yeah. you don't realize how much time thinking about food takes up in your day. <laughs> and so thinking about other things like that in your life, like TV and Netflix and that kind of stuff, I think it's really it can be hard to force ourselves to eliminate those things because sure. they're so comfortable and we do need comfort sometimes. I think there's a lot of value in that. Mm. But it but it also can be really good to push yourself sometimes to get rid of that and say, Okay, what if I do just sit with myself and yeah. just read books and yeah. I don't fun. have these Yeah. It's know.
0: funny you said that because today's Monday as we're recording this and I was just mm-hmm. setting my intentions for the week and my intention for this week is to um just do a little bit more. Um, yeah. So, whenever I find myself a bit too comfortable with... Oh, like, I've done enough for today. I always try... Like, just because it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan and we're at the last end. So, I'm just like, mm-hmm. just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. So, yeah. yeah I think it has helped me to, like, push myself a bit more. because, um, And I think this, this is a personal thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. I know myself. When I get into this position of comfort... I get complacent Mm -hmm. Um, and it's some, and it's a position that I don't like to be in. So my intention for this week is to just push a little bit more. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do you find the balance then? Because I think there, there's definitely a time to push ourselves, but Mm -hmm. then I think there's also a time to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And how do you, I know I personally struggle with kind of balancing the two Mm -hmm. because often I put, I, I'm just the one who puts a lot of pressure on myself yeah, to you do always, more.
0: <laughs> you always feel guilty I, we we when you rest. we talked about <laughs> this.
1: Exactly. I feel guilty resting. And I've gotten better at that. No, but no, I'm no. just wondering how you balance kind of the self-compassion with then pushing yourself.
0: I have a perfect answer to this, but I don't know if it's going to sound <laughs> crude. Okay, so period. My period. When yeah. that time of the month comes, it's <laughs> nature and God telling me, to just rest. Um, Interesting. So, whenever the, the time of the mind comes, hormones are all over the place, <laughs> um, emotions are all over the place. And that is the period of time where I usually just rest. And even if I have to write, I write for myself because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone reading my hormonal, <laughs> emotionally <laughs> charged writing. Um, fair yeah <laughs> yeah that may seem cathartic for me but may seem very oh my god awkward why is she writing this now you know
1: right Yeah, oh, absolutely
0: <laughs> so that is one because i feel like that is literally your body telling you that hey i'm doing something really awesome within you and you need to slow down so your body is doing this like amazing thing and you gotta yeah. help your body do the thing that it needs to do so that's yeah. when i rest um, and I think you know this. We talk about this every month, <laughs> like yeah, like oh, I'm just feeling eh. And when when exactly. I do feel that, I just let myself feel eh. It doesn't matter. Like there's still tomorrow to change the world, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So that has definitely helped a lot.
1: That's so beautiful and holistic. <laughs> I mean, it's really just I, it's just honoring your body's natural cycles. I really I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you just kind of, I know it's a difficult time with the pandemic to really know where we're going. There's a lot of uncertainty yeah. right now with everything, but I, I always think of you as someone who kind of, you have plans for yourself, even if they're not super concrete, you seem like someone who definitely have dreams and goals. And I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about what some of those are and how you see yourself getting there.
0: Um this is a great question because if you were to ask me like pre-pandemic mm. um, my answer would have been completely different
1: oh interesting yeah
0: I don't know like during this whole pandemic it really forces you to think about how can you live a more positive impact um, mm-hmm. and everyone's I don't know if you see this but like even if you go out like even to get groceries and things and you are in your mask and everyone's like scared mm-hmm. and I don't know can you can you even see me smiling under my mask like, I'm smiling to you with a huge smile like things are mm-hmm. so different and I'm still trying yeah. to grapple with this whole like this is gonna be the new norm right Um and I'm my I guess my goal now is to just try to be the best human being that I can Um mm. yeah before I would tell you oh I want to write a book I want to this and yeah that. i remember that but it's like so what if i don't get to write a book as long as yeah. i could like you know help someone today i don't know it's uh it's crazy like with this pandemic you a lot of people lose jobs um the quality of people's mental health are like are like really badly affected Uh, people are more anxious and and i don't know if a book will help you You never
1: know i mean i think we all have our own role to play yeah way that we can give back and something we can offer and maybe that's a book for you and maybe it's not it yeah it depends
0: I'm trying. how you feel yeah i'm trying to because i I'm, i'm a huge believer in this um i'm trying to first start by being a better family member um so Mm. that means being a better wife being a better daughter being a better sister because I feel like families are really the bedrock of the community if every single Mm -hmm. person focuses on their family then the community gets stronger so I know a lot of us like try to like how do we like change the community how do we change the world but I feel like if we take the journey inwards we have to start by asking ourselves how can we be better wives better daughters better mothers better sisters so that's what i'm Mm. trying to do as well because i feel like on that aspect i have a lot to work on as well yeah
1: yeah i think that's i don't that's something i've been thinking about a lot too because i think everything else is just kind of being stripped away. Like a lot of people are losing their jobs and we're losing work. And a lot of people also in the artistic industry, you know, we can't perform, we can't do exhibitions. Yeah. And when it all comes down to it, when all that is gone, like, what do you have left? You have family, you have the people around you, you have your friends and how can you serve them better? Even if that, whether that's through your art or not. Yeah. I think that's really important.
0: I saw um, a a Twitter meme that really broke my heart like um because of the whole like everybody has to stay home thing you obviously um mm-hmm. um some people see this as a, like a great thing you know um to be able to spend more time with the family but some just mm-hmm. like oh i'm just gonna lock my door and never engage or communicate with my family and and that makes me sad i mean like obviously not not every family is perfect every family has mm-hmm. its own like this functionality even mine right right um right. but it's really, you know, in this difficult time trying to be I guess the bigger person mm-hmm. and trying to um yeah, trying to be a better family
1: member. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be more compassionate, I think, with yeah. each other. That's yeah. a big thing I've been thinking about. Yeah. Um, well what are some things you've been doing in your days during this pandemic to kind of keep yourself creative?
0: Mm, I'm a huge fan of routine i love routine i I, know you are (laughs) yeah i love i can't if i don't if i don't get to do my routine i'll be like so like "Ah," like you know yeah so um a a lot of it start with um the mornings Uh, because of ramadan you have to have sahur so waking up a little bit earlier just having like um that spiritual meditation um just reading the quran and like just having that time on my own, which is super important because because if I have that then I know my day is off to a great start. Um mm-hmm. and then I, I read. I've recently like really been into ebooks.
1: <laughs> I feel oh, like wow. such a
0: hypocrite <laughs> because I'm into like, oh, <laughs> you should buy physical books. But because like we move, um, it mm-hmm. really it, it's really, really hard to like bring all those books um everywhere we go. Yeah.
1: So it's
0: understandable yeah so i read um and then um okay i don't know is it ramadan or non-ramadan routine because if it's not ramadan then i'll drink a honey lemon um while i read and then some days every other day or maybe two to three times a week because i just bought a new yoga mat i will like do a bit of stretching um very
1: nice
0: um but it's it's not been going very well in ramadan because i just
1: it's it's harder to be physically active yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and then I start work like I go deep into work um Mm -hmm. so I usually have my phone on airplane mode and then I just start working I don't I don't see the world for the next four to five hours I'm just like really trying to focus um with my work um okay and then after that I'm so confused. I don't know if this is a Ramadan
1: routine or (laughs) or (laughs) not. Can do it for non-Ramadan. We're almost done with Ramadan. Exactly.
0: Because after that, there's lunch. And lunch is a great time to just unwind. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll catch up with my husband. Like see what he has been up to. um, If there's any news. And then after lunch, I don't get any deep work done. Because my attention span would have been gone by then it's the post-lunch lethargy or something like that yeah we share
1: that i'm 100 percent in the same yeah
0: so i would read again but i would read like really um simple books like Mm -hmm. okay simple is a bad word i would read like something lighter yeah exactly so either fiction or kinsfolk (laughs) i've been reading a lot of kinsfolk i don't know why (laughs) <laughs> um and audiobooks. Um, recently I was like listening to Alicia Keys audiobooks.
1: Oh really? Yeah,
0: I recommend it. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I like I like I like her audiobook. So something okay. lighter. Um, and I would, I guess, hang out with my sisters. Nice. Yeah, cause then that would be like going towards the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then oh, and then I clean cause I love to clean. so I clean yeah it's therapeutic for you isn't it yeah um I'll do my laundry or clean my room and stuff like that yeah I don't know it's it's very boring to other people but it it makes me full of joy
1: (laughs) yeah I think that's what's the most important thing I don't I personally don't think it's boring I think it sounds like a really nice balance of work and then taking care of yourself and having your you time and friend time that's
0: exactly I think um as long as every day you do, whatever that, I think you shared this on your Instagram. There's like these four <laughs> areas like spirituality, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Like every day, if you mm-hmm. try a bit to like cover all these four areas, then yeah. you would have like a wholesome balanced day. Because you oh can't yeah. just yeah, you know because yeah. mm-hmm. you can't just work all day long. Um, you do need to have a bit of like your own me time or your family time but you also can't Mm -hmm. just like play all the time you gotta like work and move as well so for me it's like it's it's really trying to find that balance yeah Yeah.
1: and I think it's so inspiring how well you know yourself with that because it sounds like you really have tuned into yourself so well that you have created this routine that works for you And I think that takes time. It takes time to get to it. You know, it doesn't just happen like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, But you figure out your body's natural rhythms and your mind's natural rhythms and then try to work within that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it does take time. I mean, I'm just happy I found it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Um, I'm happy too, because it allows you to write your beautiful newsletters and do all the great work you do. So it's
0: good. Thank
1: you. Of course. Um what is one thing that's inspiring you lately in your current process
0: I think it's the it's the ladies in my online community um so mm-hmm. we have this like daily Ramadan challenge that we do every day mm-hmm. um and with all these kind of challenges we all know that in the beginning everyone's like super enthusiastic so you'll be doing it you'll be like you know like posting about it sharing about it and then somewhere in the mid, like that's where you hit the slump. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very natural that um, you know, because as human beings, you you you're excited in the beginning, but and then in the middle, you just like eh. the novelty of yeah. it wears off, right? Um, yep. But that's where the community or the sisterhood comes in, because when you see mm-hmm. other people like also doing it, like you're motivated to like, oh my god, she's doing it. This is um, I should do it too. Like it's a, it's a just yeah. a positive. Uh, motivation kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how many days I've just been so um, uninspired or um, tired, I guess, tired to do these daily challenges. But when I see them mm-hmm. doing it, um, you know, it, it pushes me to like, hey, um, you're not alone in this.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And I think going back to art and creativity, I think a, a lot of it while some of it are like personal, but to make it like really impactful, you also need that community, right? Mm-hmm, so, absolutely. So so I think um they've been they've been a huge source of inspiration for me to just um keep going and to um overcome that mid mid month slump. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm out of it now. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, we're
1: almost at the end of it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I, I and love that. we want to finish strong. So, yeah they've been a a huge source of um of inspiration
1: so where can people find your work and your community and all of that
0: um well i guess instagram is always a great place to Mm go um so i'm at aidaazlin underscore um and you can also find me on aidaazlin.com yeah perfect
1: i'll share all of that in the show notes as usual
0: thank you ruby thank you so much for having me and having this conversation it's really nice of course to see you it's been so long
1: i know i I know it's great to see you too i miss you as well thank you so much for this
0: no thank you for doing process peace
1: For links to connect with Ida and see more of her work, head over to the show notes at rubyjosephine.com under the podcast tab. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram or Facebook at processpeace, and get these episodes delivered directly to your inbox along with a whole lot of extra inspiration by subscribing to my newsletter, The Sunday Pancake, Letters in Reverence of Creative Rituals. Head over to rubyjosephine.com slash subscribe. If you've been enjoying Process Peace, I would so appreciate you choosing to support this podcast in any or all of three ways. One, by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Two, share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. And three, make a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash A huge thanks again to Ida for sharing this beautiful conversation with me. Thank you to Cooper Lee Smith for creating the original music for this podcast. And a special, special thanks to you for being here and for listening. Hmm.